Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 13th day of September, and I'm your host, Paul White. We're taking you through the Gospel of Mark, and we are with Jesus on the cross in what, of course, is the pivotal moment, as far as I'm concerned, the pivotal moment of human history. And I'm I'm certainly not alone in that. Uh, Even those who designed our calendar as we know it felt like the birth of Christ was the pivotal moment of the calendar. Uh, We've rotated everything around Jesus, but as far as Christianity is concerned, the pivotal moment is this weekend of his death. The entire journey from Palm Sunday through the resurrection, of course on into Pentecost in the early church, but we're nothing without this moment at Calvary and then the subsequent resurrection Paul would go on to say, if he didn't raise, you're still in your sins. This is it. It represents everything Jesus came to do. And it's not recognized by people in his day. It is not recognized for what it is. It's not recognized for what it's accomplishing um, in the moment. And that's understandable. In the moment, it's a, a, a criminal dying on a cross, in their opinion, cursed by God because he's dying on a tree. He's a blasphemer. He's a man who said one thing uh, that said something that wasn't true, said that he was God's son. He and the father were one. That was a, a, a killable offense, a capital offense. Standing at the cross, however, are people who, and this is, I'm, I'm leading into this with, with another thought in the side of my brain here that I'm trying to get my way into and incorporate because as I was studying this to get ready to record today, it struck me some things going on in the the world of pseudo-Bible prophecy. I call it pseudo because I don't think it's Bible prophecy, but it's being purported as such. That reminds me a little bit of what's happening here at the cross. Let me try to do this right. Some that were standing by thought Jesus was calling for Elijah. So then, verse 36, Someone ran, filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink, saying... Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. It's interesting that here we are at the cross. People are yelling things at a dying man on the cross, daring him to save himself, laughing. They don't think he can do it. Save yourself, come down off the cross. The criminals are railing him. One gospel, at least one gospel, tells us that that's not the case with both. That one has a conversion, but the, the everything's on Jesus here. Uh, let alone the fact that he's you know pierced through his hands and his feet and he's dying on Calvary. And here's a group of religious people at the foot of the cross who want him left alone. They want to see if Elijah will come and take him off the cross. When I read this text, we know that Jesus drinks the sour wine at this point. John tells us that. And I I went into what that meant a few days ago, way back when we were the first moment when he refused the wine because it was mixed with gall. But now it's not mixed with gall. So Jesus takes the wine, and I've told you this is a fulfillment of the father drinks sour grapes, the children's teeth are set on edge. Jesus drinks all of this in so that your teeth aren't set on edge, so to speak. But when I read this verse, it sounds to me like there are people there who don't want Jesus. They don't want anyone to mess with him because they're watching to see if Elijah is going to come down 
And I don't think they believe that. I think they're being mocking. They have this religion in their head that they think they need that some things need fulfilled. But what I see, and I, I'm, I'm hard emphasizing this. I'm going slow here because I want you to understand that this is me talking. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. This is what I see. I see a group of people here who are giving Jesus the sour wine, giving Jesus something to drink to help him hold on a little longer to see if they can help usher in Elijah coming to take him off the cross. They're they're looking for one thing religiously and missing another thing that's right in front of them. And it just seems to me indicative of the way things are in our own world. We're, We're looking for one thing prophetically or religiously and missing the other things. I think we're missing in the church how much we've replaced Jesus with other things with the deliverance of our world through the arms of governments, constitutions, militaries, politicians, ideologies. We've we're, we're even allowed we've even allowed that to infiltrate the church, infiltrate our presentation of the gospel. We're missing that because we think there's good that can come from the systems of the world. While all the while our focus is on silly pseudo-prophecies. I read one the other day that's going to get more press as we go, that there's finally been the birth of a red heifer in Israel. And there are some groups so excited because they believe that the Old Testament prophesies that a red heifer has to be there. Well, I'm here to tell you the Old Testament does not prophesy there needs to be a red heifer. In fact, the red heifer passage from Numbers is mentioned once. And in that passage, it's mentioned as a way to purify someone who touches a dead body. And the reason why people think that's prophetic is because they can't figure out why there's not a temple rebuilt. They're like, well, there's got to be a temple rebuilt so Jesus can come back because there's supposed to be a temple. And the only thing we can figure that's keeping it from being rebuilt is there's no red heifers. Because you've got to have red heifers if you're going to reinstitute sacrifice. So we need red heifers. There's been a concerted effort to have red cows in Israel to the point that they they have put red cows on a plane and flown them from the United States to Israel and then bred them so that there could be one born in Israel. None of this is prophecy. And that is keeping people occupied on getting out of here rather than what we are doing while we are here. In a way, it reminds me of, oh, leave him alone. Don't give him that sponge. Let's see if Elijah will come take him off the cross. They're missing what's happening in front of them, looking for something that isn't going to happen. And if there's anything we can learn from that, it is pay attention to what's worth paying attention to. Let the other stuff go. Oh, yeah, I was on a tangent today. That happens. Sometimes It will not be the last time. Jesus will breathe his last tomorrow, and there's something that happens to accompany it. We'll see you then. God bless.